my history with Alice, he was 16 years old when he first sent me a song, and I got to meet him shortly thereafter. Uh, and, of course, it was another few years before he became world famous. But every year, we've kind of discovered something new that Al can do. First, it was just writing an original song that was funny and putting it on a cheap tape recorder. And then it was gradually, by trial and error or whatever, mostly on his own, learning how to make his recordings better and his songs funnier. Then the next thing you know, he's figured out how to do video. I mean, first, uh, first he was signed with a label and they put together a video that was produced and directed by other people. But as Al watched these people, he learned how to do it himself. And so starting, a, starting with about his fifth or sixth video, he directed them all himself. I'm Gregory Day. This is pdxpodcast.com. At the top of the show, you heard radio broadcast legend Dr. Demento on his relationship with one-time protege Weird Al Yankovic, whom the doctor brought to national attention on the Dr. Demento show, now in its 49th year of broadcast. Weekly streaming episodes are available on drdemento.com every Saturday. bit of trivia for you, the doctor graduated from Reed College in 1963 as a music major, earning P.E. credits bicycling around Portland searching for old LPs. No word on whether he was riding a unicycle or not, but it's something I like to picture in my mind's eye. I spoke with the doctor prior to his appearance at Reed College for a series of weekend lectures, one of which covers the history of protest songs. More on that topic right now. Rather than trying to pay, play 50 songs about Trump, and there have been thousands of them, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, go through the history of protest songs from some of the first ones that were recorded and bring it up to the present day. Uh, there have been protests against many things, uh, labor issues, uh, the war, several wars, and uh, atomic testing, things like that. So, yeah, there have been many issues that have galvanized people through the years, uh, and I'll be playing a sampling of protest songs from various eras. So we'll hear like uh, Pete Seeger when he was uh, when he was quite young doing a couple of them. Uh, he, he had a probably a longer history in doing protest songs than anybody else, uh, and. Uh, he sang at Reed a couple of times. I heard him when I was a student there. I'm going to try and hit the high spots. I won't get to everybody, but uh, yeah, because it's just an hour and a quarter. Day two, Saturday. We're all Americans now. This is about different musical cultures. Can you tell us about that? Uh, there again, I'm going to try and paint the big picture rather than trying to cover everything. It's all about the different waves of different people from different places that have made up the population of this country today, uh, all the way from uh, old people like Germans and French and Irish who came over uh, in the 19th century and before, 
uh, and and of course there'll be coverage of uh, the Latinos who are now are certainly by far our largest immigrant group, and and also Native Americans because uh, they have their music, which is. Uh, been an influence. There was just a, a movie shown about their influence on rock music. I'm going to be dealing a little more with uh, how Indian themes happen to work their way into Western movies and things like that. You know, I just heard your Western show. Oh, oh, thank, thank you. Part two, and it brought back so many memories from uh, from Sunday nights as a, as yeah. a kid <laughs> listening to your show. Um, you're yeah. still at it. You're still going at it. You're a true inspiration. You really are. Yes, drdemento.com. We do a new show every week. I'm just working on one that's going to go up, uh, go online Saturday morning. Uh, While I'm up at Reed, uh, my webmaster will be uh, putting online the show that I'm just finishing up right now. And Sunday, we're going to look forward to uh, the third presentation, Ragtime to Rap, in an hour and a quarter. You get to cover it all. (laughs) Well, uh, there again, I'm going to try and hit the high spots. I I think if I have a strength as an expert on music, it's, it's, I'm a generalist. Other people look at the leaves. I look at the forests. Uh, so, so it's just kind of, uh, we're going to hit the high spots all the way from ragtime all the way to hip hop today, ragtime to rap, because that's nice and alliterative, but yeah, I'll hit the high spots along the way, uh, including jazz, the swing era, and of course, rock and roll. And there's there's kind of one thread that runs through all our musical trends, even going back to the 19th century. Well, most of the major trends in this country uh, have been a matter of young white kids discovering different kinds of black music. Ragtime, jazz, swing, rock and roll, and hip-hop, of course. So they're all different manifestations. Now, speaking of high points, there's many in Covered in Punk. Oh, Love this you. album. Yeah. Oh, thank you you've so got, much. You've yes. got so many big stars on this album. I couldn't believe you had Adam West on here. Was this his last appearance on a on a recording? As far as we know, it was. So, yeah, I have to thank John Caffiero, my producer, for that. He he was the one who arranged all those sessions. Loved the tracks. I Love Beans, My Guitar Wants to Kill Your Mama, the cover by Zappa, uh, Caroline and the Treats, Me and My Vibrator. There, there are so many big names on this this album. It's incredible. I mean, William Schnatner, Rasputina, Dead Milkman, Joan Jett, Elvira, The Misfits, Weird Al. Incredible collection of, of right. tracks. Uh, it all started, John Caffiero, who produced this, uh, is also the manager of The Misfits. So he, he discovered that The Misfits enjoyed some of the songs from the Dr. Demento show. And John is also, he was a fan of my show starting from when he was a kid. And so uh, he got the idea of the misfits covering the cockroach that ate Cincinnati and the whole project kind of grew from there. I love how it's presented like a radio show. It just takes me back once again. Yeah, it was fun to do. Yes. Now, speaking of going back in time, I was looking at an old video of you on David Letterman from 1983. Oh, yeah. You, right. And you mentioned at that time you had 150,000 records. Now, I'm wondering, I mean, has that collection grown or shrunk or uh, or where is it? Have you stored it? Has anything changed? I still I still have most of it. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I'm not sure, you know, uh, 
I have enough records now that uh, considering that I might live a normal lifespan, I'll never have time to hear them all. So, so I don't know how long I'll, I'll keep them up, but still I use them a lot, enjoy them, and they're, uh, they're all right here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, of course, they have equipment that can take some of the crackle out of them. Oh, yes. And uh, very memorable appearance on Larry King. You talk about Emil Phillips' album. He's another guy just like you, still at it, still going strong. Oh, yeah. He, he opened for Weird Al on Al's last tour. That's of right. Of course, for many people, Dr. Demento is best known as the guy who discovered Weird Al. Absolutely. And you recently spoke at his Walk of Fame ceremony, the Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. Yeah, I was quite a thrill to do that. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask you about it. Uh, I think I saw Reggie Watts in the background in the, vid- in the video. Oh, there were there were a whole lot of people. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know everyone who was there. There were. They said it was the second biggest crowd this year for one of these stair ceremonies, uh, second only to Justin Timberlake. That's fantastic. Now, you made a few interesting comments, uh, personal comments about, about Al. I thought were really interesting that he's a perfectionist and a workaholic. My history with Al is he was 16 years old when he first sent me a song, and I got to meet him shortly thereafter. Uh, and, of course, it was another few years before he became world famous. But every year we've kind of discovered something new that Al can do. First, it was just uh, writing an original song that was funny and putting it on a cheap tape recorder. And then it was gradually, by trial and error or whatever, mostly on his own, learning how to make his recordings better and his songs funnier. And uh, then the next thing you know, he's figured out how to do video. I mean, first, uh, first he was signed with a label and they put together a video that was produced and directed by other people. But as Al watched these people, he learned how to do it himself. And so starting starting with about his fifth or sixth video, he directed them all himself. Right. He's a great singer, too. He hits all the notes. Yeah, he was able to do that even before (laughs) auto-tune. Uh, and he's learned to dance and things like that for for video. And he'll have help sometimes. He did he did one called uh, "Living with a Hernia" that is based on James Brown living with um, living in America. So he he got somebody a professional to teach him how to move like James Brown. So yeah, Al does stuff like that. You know, I was I was digging on YouTube, and a lot of these classic songs that you have played on your show that are top. Some of the top songs. They actually have music videos that I'd never seen. Bonds and Bonds Fishhead has a music video. Before videos really became a thing, they made a movie of that. It was a, a regular film uh, directed and starring uh, Bill Paxton, the late Bill Paxton, who that was very near the beginning of his career. And he went on, of course, to star in many, many Hollywood films. But right at the beginning of his career, he uh, directed and appeared in the fish heads video mm-hmm. he did i'll have to look at that yes. again wow yeah, yeah but make sure you see the long version because bill is only in the prologue before oh. the song starts oh i see uh star trekking also has a music video yes quite a there, good one yeah yeah of course that was a big hit in england before we ever heard it here that's right <laughs> well the english are pretty odd anyway we're an odd bunch Whatever gets on the charts <laughs> yes. kind of reflects well, that. Some great novelty songs. 
great tradition of funny songs, more consistent maybe than we have in this country, going going way back to the days of George Formby and people like that, and uh, Flanders and Swan, and uh, you know, there's uh, funny songs have always been a part of the music there, and uh, uh, the BBC, of course, helped make many of them hits. What I really loved about looking at your videos on YouTube was uh, discovering. I mean, those that have passed on, Bobby Pickett, you know, he did the Monster Mash Live at your 20th anniversary TV show, your party. He opened the show, and what a great opener. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he was great. I mean, he may have been a one-hit wonder, but uh, as he told me, uh, that song paid his rent for the rest of his life. That's incredible. That really is incredible. <laughs> Uh, and he had many other talents too. He was an he was an actor. He could he could do Shakespeare if he if uh, he had the opportunity. Yeah, very charismatic. I mean, Benny Bell. I mean, did shaving cream to a standing ovation. That was very yeah. touching to see that. I, apparently, his grandson wrote a, a biography about him. Yeah. Called Grandpa mm-hmm. has a long one. <laughs> yes. Slightly risque line there. Yes, yes. Eddie Lawrence, too. Uh, great delivery. Yeah, it was great to to have him on the show. You know, he was, what what he mostly did was he was a painter. He, he was a, a fine painter, a fine artist. But he had this kind of sideline that, uh, that did well for him. He had a couple of record hits. And uh, so it was great to have him back doing a reprise of his biggest record hit, The Old Philosopher. You're coming to Portland again? Um, how often do you come to Portland? Is it once annually? I come, Is almost, it... every, I come almost every year. Right. Uh, it's been something like 15 years in a row now. Uh, always, uh, Reed has an independent study program in between the two semesters. Uh, they call it paideia. It's a Greek word. Uh, and it's... It's some some people say it's the inmates taking over the asylum because most of the courses are taught by either students or former students, and a, a student, a committee of students, every year gets to pick all the things, all the activities, all the speakers, and all the courses that are taught. And those courses go from the sublime to the ridiculous. There are things that can really help people with their lives, their, their daily lives, things about financial planning, computer courses, various skills, self-defense, things like that. And there are also frivolous and fun things like a, a, a course about uh, the Game of Thrones or something like that. Or, or uh, yeah, or, or about uh, sometimes, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but they often have underwater, underwater basket weaving. Right, exactly. Now, it's famous yeah. for that in the area. DrDemento.com, this show is still going. It's available online, and you can stream the show, and it's uncensored now, right? Uh, yes, it, it is uncensored. Uh, all, all the recent shows that you'll find online are uncensored. We can get away with those words. There's a great one coming up on on uh, this Sunday's show. It's it's from England actually, and it, it's a guy singing with a banjo lele, just like George Forby used to do. Uh, and uh, I've I've had all it, it it all has to do with the F word, which which I won't say here. But but it, it there are so many F words in this song that the you often wonder what the impact of them is. But it's a way to reflect on the. Uh, the impact that that word has and why it's had to be bleeped for all these years when it's something that 
everybody pretty much knows. The, the great thing about this show is that when you hear the parodies, you, you sort of think of the parodies when you hear the originals now. So I'll never think yeah. of Rock the Cars Bar the same ever again. Lock the Snack Bar, which yeah. I think is does the song justice. Yeah, and that's not even one of the really best-known parodies I've played, but, but it is typical of that. Nobody does that like Weird Al, but then, of course, uh, Alan Sherman made parodies famous back in the early 1960s with Hello, Mother, Hello, Father. Uh, most, of his, most of his parodies are parodies of folk songs or classical pieces. By the way, you ended the Covered in Punk album with a track called Cheerio, Cherry Lips, Cheerio... Yes. What is that from? I've never heard that. It's a beautiful way to end the album. Yeah, it's a popular song that came out in 1929. It was not a hit back then, but I found a record of it in a a charity shop many years ago, and it just occurred to me that would be a great song to play a little bit of that at the end of every show. So I started doing that, and uh, when we made the album... uh, John, my producer, decided to have Uncle Floyd, who's a, a well-known performer in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, he does a lot of old-timey songs, so they Uncle had him Floyd record Vivino, that right. song. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's at the end of the album. Right. And it, I end every show with that now, too. Yeah, I love that. Version. I love that. I really do. You're an inspiration. Does that make you uh, sort of blush a bit to hear that? Because you've been in showbiz for going on what... Five decades? It's incredible. Well, when I, when I go somewhere and give a show and there's a crowd of people applauding and saying nice things, that, that always makes me feel good. It makes me blush a little bit sometimes. Yeah, it's incredible. But, uh, at home, here, here, I just do the show. I put it online. There's no audience, so it's just me and the listener. So, uh, of course, I'll get people emailing comments and uh, putting comments on Facebook, things like that. So we have an official official Dr. DeMetto Facebook group. Yes, you do. Look at that. You do. Your fans are very loyal. Some have stuck with me for many, many years. And that's something you also said about Al, is that he's very loyal. And I think yes. that's a, a wonderful that's trait to have. the same band for oh, close to 40 years now. Well, uh, thank you for uh, chatting with us, Dr. Demento. You're uh, a living, sure. a living legend. Thank you. Don't forget to stay demented. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it, Doctor. All right, all right. You have a great day. All right, cheers. I hope to see you over the weekend. Oh yes, we'll be there. Okay. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day, that's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then. <laughs>